Welcome and hello. This is Dr. Catherine Athens, and it is my pleasure to be with you today once again. And today we're going to talk about truth and lie. This subject came to me this week as I was working with a number of clients, both in Los Angeles and here in Los Altos, and realize the importance of truth. So I want you to bear with me because the way we speak of truth seems to be somehow disconnected from who we are. Did you know that you're actually made of truth? Did you know that your cells, every cell in your body, speaks truth? Did you know that the only thing that doesn't speak truth is your cognitive brain? Now think about that for a moment. Uh, Down in Los Angeles, one of my clients told me that she could not get into her heart, that she had never been in her heart. And I told her that without your heart, you can't know truth. The heart is the center of truth in the body, and it is the opening to truth. Now, when we speak truth, when we act in truth, we act in what's called divine order. And we always want to ask for divine order, divine inspiration. I like to ask for divine intervention if I get myself in a jam which I'm sure none of you have. So I get divine inspiration and divine order, divine intervention. Now we ask for that because we want to come back to our line of truth. All through the different religions, truth is spoken of. It's the same basic tenet in the seven major religions of the world. And so our friend, the big guy, the big JC, said, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Now, my father had a little plaque in the kitchen with a little picture of him. And that saying, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And of course, as I was a good Greek girl growing up, I was in the kitchen a lot cooking. And I used to ponder, read that, and think, what does that mean? What are they talking about? You shall know the truth. What truth? What are you saying? And set me free. Am I in bondage? I never realized what that meant until I began to ponder inside my heart and my being and begin to understand who I am really. The truth has to do with your true identity as a child of the universe, connected to the great light and the great love of both of Mother Earth, of the stars, and all the planets and all the galaxies. That within you, and I was told this in science uh, many years ago, that within you are every element in the universe that exists 
exists within your body because you are actually made up of all the cosmic elements there are. Now think about that. How does that feel when you think about it? Just let yourself feel that for a moment. As a matter of fact, let's take a deep breath together. Let's inhale together. Exhale. And just feel you are made up of every element that exists in all the universe. Every element can be found in you. Now, why is that important? It means that you are so much more than you could ever comprehend that you are larger. I don't know how many of you have felt like an earthworm at some point in your life, but earthworms are very useful. But I'm sure we all have felt very small and perhaps not worthy and perhaps not capable. And those things are lies. So that's where the lie portion of this talk comes in. Think about how many lies we are taught every day and think about how many truths we are taught every day. Does there seem to be a little bit of an imbalance here? You bet there is. It's lie, lie, lie. You can't do this. You're not able to do this. The economy, this. Oh my God, this. We can't pay for this. This can't happen. This is irresponsible. Blah, 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 blah. Lie, lie, lie. The truth is, you are a miracle, which means according to my old spiritual teacher, Rocco Erico, by the way, who has the Church of Daily Living in Costa Mesa, California, if any of you are there, he's an amazing scholar of Aramaic texts, and you'll learn a lot from him. He's a brilliant man. But a miracle, according to Rocco, is that which cannot be explained. You are something that cannot be explained. Yet, when you hear the commercial on TV, when you hear the commercial on the radio, when you hear a program on TV, the radio, or you're in science class, they sure tell you you can be explained. They sure reduce you to a point where you can be explained. Now think about that. In order for science to define you, it must reduce you in size, which is minuscule to what you are. When you start feeling and thinking, every element of the universe is inside me right now, what does it feel like? For me, when I say it, I grow like, I don't know, 100 feet and I start becoming light and I start shining and I start feeling, wow, possibilities. I could do this. I could do that. Wow. 
How many of you get to feel that? Even once a week, once a month? It's the truth. Notice when I say it, how much happier you are. So the truth gets to be activated by our friend, love. Now, love is a very interesting thing because everyone knows what love is. There are many kinds of love. Being Greek, of course, the Greeks define three different kinds of love, love of God, love of fellow, and romantic love. But we know love. We love to watch love stories. We love to watch rescues that are loving and selfless. We get love. Love cannot be reduced by science. And within love, there can be no lie. Love is inexplicable. And the more you love, the more love you can have, not a scientific law of the three dimensions. And the more love you give, the more love you have, also not a scientific law. Oh my goodness, there is this amazing magical agent to bring truth, which is love. And the more you love, the more you understand love. And the more you love and feel it in your body, the more open your cells are to receiving love. And the more love your cells receive, the more love you generate outward. So when you walk into a room and you can all try this, this is a wonderful experiment. I think I talked about this earlier and you can try it in your local market. I think that's a really good place to try some of these wonderful exercises is to generate this love in every cell of your body to remember who you really are and then to go and walk slowly around the supermarket smiling saying good day good afternoon and see what happens oh my goodness if people don't react don't respond oh my goodness think about just that little exercise and how powerful you have become. When you send love to a person, what do you think happens? The person becomes more agreeable. Or if the person doesn't want any love, the person becomes more nasty. So it's like the card five on the Rorschach, which all of us psychology types know is a projective test. You can see where people are. Now, isn't that a great skill to develop? You can see, oh, people are really nasty. Probably they've been injured and their capacity to love has been interfered with. Think about that. So we send them more love. We may walk the other way, but we send them more love and ask that that be healed. 
And then those who respond to you will usually say, oh, my goodness, you're so full of love. You're so full of light. You've lighted my day. You've enlightened my whole heart. I have people stop me and say, what a pleasure it is to walk by you, Catherine. I go, thank you. Always say thank you. You're very kind. Thank you. Isn't that amazing? Think about that and how powerful that one little tiny exercise is. Can you imagine as you tap into all of these elements, think about every element has a different vibrational code, a different shape, if you will, like I have several gemstones on my shelf right next to me. All of them have different vibrational patterns, which when they're activated with love, they start working. And these vibrational patterns have the ability to open closed places, to activate places in the brain that we don't even know we have, to heal you. Now, I read something just on the internet the other day as I was passing through. I read something by a woman who said, every illness, every illness, whether we know what it's called, whether we don't know what it's called, whether we know where it came from, whether we don't know where it came from, can be healed by, guess what? Love. L-O-V-E. And you know what another name for love is? It's truth. Truth and love. Love and truth. That every illness can be healed with the truth. Now think about our friend, the big JC, saying, you shall know the truth, you shall know love, and it will set you free. Suddenly, you're not reading a book about how miserable you are, and oh my God, you're getting old, which is not true. You're never more than seven years old. Cells reproduce themselves. If you put love in the cells, here's another exercise for today. Tell all your cells that you're sending them love. Ask love to come from all parts of the universe and be in every cell. Heal every cell. Activate every cell so that every cell is nourished and young. Then when you reproduce your cells, you're reproducing young cells. As you reproduce young cells, you are young. So this whole idea, my goodness, we go around the sun every 365 and a third or a fourth or whatever day. And oh my God, that has so much meaning. The truth is, it doesn't. Not really. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't truths in developmental psychology. I'm not saying our bodies do not develop in a natural way that where we can expect certain things. No, that's part of that. 
But you notice that those children who've had love, they're brighter. When you look at them, you think, oh, that little baby is so bright, so full of joy, so happy. That little baby's so smart. And then you look at children who haven't had love. There was a study years ago, and there were actually two studies that I learned in psychology. One was um, a home for kids, orphanage in Russia, where the children were never touched. The children were taken care of by having their diapers changed. They were wiped and they had clean, more or less, things to sleep in. They didn't develop language. Their brains didn't develop. Maybe they didn't even develop the ability to walk very well. They were what we used to call retarded. We don't say that word anymore. But what does retarded mean? It means growth that has not come yet. And then we had this study where it was the monkey study. And I forget the name of it, but you probably have seen it where there was a monkey who was clothed in a fluffy thing and a monkey who was clothed in nothing but wires. And the little baby monkeys went to the one that was clothed in the fluffy thing because they needed the touch and that helped them to calm down. The monkeys who were only exposed to the wire, they both got food. There was food there for them, but the wire became very agitated and their behavior became erratic and their growth didn't grow in a developmental way. Think about these things. It's so important. So you have this ability to know truth through love. And you have been exposed to lie, 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 lie. You know, you can't have anything you want. You know, you're too big for your britches. You know, your head is on a cloud. You know, you're just a dreamer. You know, you're never going to get a good job if you don't take computer science. That's what I was told. I was told all the good jobs are in computers. You know, Kathy, that's what they used to call me. Kathy, you're never going to get a job in psychology. Never, ever. That's passe. That doesn't work. Lie, 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 because before I was out of high school, I was hired by the L.A. City School District in a capacity to deal with children who had developmental problems, and I had a job in psychology even before I looked for it. As a matter of fact, as I went through school, people called me and said, we have this job in psychology. Would you like it? So I had job, 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 job in psychology without even trying 
because I love psychology. I love people. I love healing people. I love people waking up when you can see people receive love and the truth and you can see it inside of them. Suddenly they've changed. They open. You open and you then have so many possibilities of where you can do in your life, who you can see. And you have the idea, the beginning of the idea, and we've spoken about this in past talks, the idea that you are enough unto yourself. Now, this is an idea that's radical because, my goodness, when I was a little girl, I could cook and clean and do laundry and I was just the best housekeeper in the world. And our neighbors used to say, that Kathy, she's going to get married early because every man is going to want her because she can cook and clean and do laundry and make beds. And wow. I learned that that's what I was good for. I never learned I was smart because there were many other smart kids in our family. I learned that I could cook and clean and make beds really well. I didn't learn that I was able to take care of myself. And I learned that I better find a man. Everything was about finding a man. We found lots of men. My girlfriend Gail and I went we were 17, and her father gave her a nice purple T-bird without the top, and she couldn't drive, but I could. Drove up and down Pacific Coast Highway, looking at all the surfer boys and flirting with them to find men. Men were everywhere, and we were going to find them because that was our job. That was our job. Did anybody grow up like that? Better find somebody, and they better take care of you because you're not capable of taking care of yourself. You shouldn't be by yourself. Uh-oh. All of those lies. Lie, 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 lie. And then we get depressed, and then we feel inferior. I had an inferiority complex. Junior high at straight A's, but I didn't think I'd graduate. Think about that. Is that nuts or what? You know, I thought, oh, they're not going to let me graduate. Oh, I, I felt that. Even when we had my cap and gown, we were practicing. I thought, so my girlfriend, they're going to let me graduate? I was good for cooking, cleaning, washing the floor, making the beds, going grocery shopping. I wasn't good for being smart, even though I was supposed to be smart. I didn't even know what that really was. But lie, 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 I needed to find a man, and then I would be complete. Think about that. Now, if that isn't the definition of an enmeshed relationship, which we know now is very sick. So all these lies were making us sick. What if you are beautiful right onto yourself and you find a person, male, female, whatever, it doesn't matter, another being that resonates with your being. And then we have two beings who resonate, 
who can then create a third entity, which is the relationship, and come and go gently and easily, freely with love, and create something amazingly beautiful. What about that? If that isn't a radical idea, but that's the truth. So how do we get these lies out of our head? Oh my goodness. We cancel, cancel, cancel. Please go to my website. I think I only have a few books left. I have to rewrite Make Your Dreams Come True Now. But I teach you how to get rid of those horrible programs that lie, 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 that interfere with you, that create a filter, you know, when you're saying, gee, I said everything. I love Florence Shin. I ask everyone to read Florence because she she knew what she was talking about. I said all my affirmations. I made my wishes. I made my treasure map. I did everything. And what I got was junk. Not only didn't I get my wish or even part of my wish, I got this thing that even smelled bad. What am I doing wrong? You're not doing anything wrong. It's the programming that's in you that's stopping this manifestation. Because the truth is that it is the universe's good will to give you your heart's desires with love right away. Uh Uh-oh. If you use your heart, I'm not talking about your head. I'm talking about your heart. I'm talking about your gut, your, your desires, your heart's desires, your passion. So these are things I've been thinking about this week in my practice. And I invite you all to go to my website, look at my books, buy the books, because every book is telling you that you are more than you think you are. Every book is showing you how to dissolve lie and embrace truth. Every book is is saying, stand up on your feet. Allow the sun to be your father. Allow the earth to be your mother. Be nourished. Be the conduit of great love between sun and earth and everything. Send love to the trees and the seas and the animals and receive love back. So I also invite you to please go to my website and donate for this podcast. You know, it costs money to produce it. So whatever you can donate will be great. I am also, after we do a number of these, going to start to put some of this on the website for you folks as well. But I really want you, you can go to uh, Stricker, download that, Spotify, or iTunes, and go to Make Your Dreams Come True Now, and there, boom, I'll pop up, and you can listen to these podcasts. If you get lie, it feels bad, it hurts, it's jagged. If you get truth, it feels good, it allows you to grow. You are, in truth, 
full of love and deserving of all the universe has to offer. It is awaiting your command. So with love and gratitude, I say thank you for listening and we'll talk again. And remember, love. Love.